to another episode of Coffee with Dr. Golding. I am Karo Piet van Eden and as always with me is my dear friend, Dr. Craig Golding. Morning. Craig, we decided today to chat about one of the courses that, that we run at the Golding Institute um, on IV nutrient therapy. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's good to, to have this chat and to introduce the need for the course, why, why we did the, the, the writing of it, and actually um, also why we need IV nutrient therapy. So from your side, why do we need to do drips and IV nutrients? Well, I mean, uh, that's a, v- a broad question and a very good one. Um, for example, yesterday I got an email from a patient who, who recently did one of our functional lab tests called a Viome. Mm-hmm. And on this Viome test where we checked the microbiome and the functionality of the gut, her digestive enzymes came back low and uh, the, f- the functionality of her gut was, was pretty poor. Um, and uh, her question was very pertinent. She, she said in her email to me, you know, uh, my digestive enzymes are low. What should I do about it? So I mentioned the types of foods that you can eat, like pineapple and pawpaw and, mm. and some others and some digestive enzymes and beta and hydrochloride replacement and some probiotics. You know, we, we did some gut work with her uh, or suggested to, to start, and she's very keen to start immediately. Um, but but the point is, uh, her, her email said, you know, what can I do about it? And then secondly, she says, you know, I'm on a bunch of supplements. How do I know they're even going to be absorbed? So I said, well, you you spot on because if your digestive system is not working well and your digestive enzyme quantity is low, then your food and nutrients and supplements that you take are not going to be absorbed um, 100%. So that's the first thing I think that that we should realize with IV nutrient therapy is we we administer it in a drip. It's 100% bioavailable. So no matter what your gut is doing, the absorption of the nutrients is 100%. So we use this for nutrient delivery, uh, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fats. Um, you can administer intravenously, and we do all of these, amino acids and fats included, okay. um, to deliver the nutrients at optimum levels. Obviously, we use supplements as well. We don't um, just use IV paths or RV uh, nutrient therapies, mm. but it's a very useful way to get your nutrient level optimum. And I always explain to my patients that for optimum health, you you don't want to have any deficiencies and you don't want to have any toxicities. So optimization of nutrient levels is very important um, and getting rid of toxins is very important. So that's another reason to do um, IVs. We can do what we call chelation therapies mm-hmm. and detoxifications uh, therapies to get uh, metals and and other uh, you know toxins and pesticides and so on out of your out of your system. Okay, so it sounds like there's there's clinical reason for IV nutrients. It's not just opening up a drip bar and ordering from a menu. Well, you know, I've, I've always said that when you're doing IV nutrient therapies, it should be on a doctor's supervision and yes. have an absolute indication. Um, and we're very careful with that. I mean, we've got two nursing sisters, a recess trolley in case something happens. Yeah. We have informed consent forms. We explain to the patients what IV nutrient therapies they, they're getting, why, and, and uh, you know, they're fully informed. I think just walking into an IV bar and, and ordering from a menu like you would a whiskey or a brandy at a, at a bar um, comes with risk, you know, and we, we don't want risk for our patients. So 
Um, I think it's very important to be in a clinic setting under a doctor's supervision. Um, and I'm, I'm quite adamant that if you don't have a resus trolley and you're not, you're not adequately trained in doing IV nutrient therapies, you should not be doing it at all. Exactly. Otherwise, it's, uh, you know, it's a, can I just put it bluntly? It's a money-making story and not a patient comes first story. Exactly. And um, something that you, you mentioned that's also quite interesting is that you don't stop the, the oral way. So for me, IV nutrient therapy isn't a replacement. It is a booster so that you can fix the, 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 the while you're working on the digestive, uh, digestive system to get it up optimally so that, um, yeah, you give the IV to, to boost, fix the gut, and then they can go back onto the oral stuff. It's not a chronic treatment. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, we have very specialized IV nutrient mm-hmm. therapies like chelation therapy or IV vitamin C or IV phosphatidylcholine. You know, very, very specialized things, IV cancer therapies, IV DCA, IV photodynamic therapy, IV ozone. We have all sorts of intravenous um, treatment modalities that you have to learn the protocols for to to adopt in your practice. Mm. But yes, you know, sometimes it's a it's a um, it's just a, a short term period whilst you're optimizing gut function. And other times it can be an intermittent treatment, you know, like, for example, some of my patients like to do a monthly Myers or a monthly vitamin C um, for their skin and their immune system and their overall health. So um, it's a nice top up. It's a nice uh, uh, I don't want to use the word gut bypass. You might think I'm talking <laughs> about surgery, but it, it does bypass the gut yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, bioavailability. So um, it can be very, very useful. And it is very useful for a number of our patients, including our cancer patients that have derived enormous benefits from IV nutrient therapies. Yeah, I agree. Um, because I handle a lot of the admin of the training, um, I get many, many requests for uh, from people wanting to do the course. And the main focus is skin lightening. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, look, we don't do any skin lightening. Um, you know, a couple of dermatologists around the country have, have come into trouble uh, advertising and doing skin lightening therapy with something called glutathione. Yeah. Um, we use glutathione, make no mistake, but we use it for medical reasons. We use it for motor neuron disease. We use it for chelation therapy. We use it for mercury toxicity. We use it for um, heavy metal detox of the brain. And we use it for optimum health. So we use it uh, and we use it for Parkinson's, for example. It's wonderful for Parkinson's mm-hmm. to get the aluminum mercury out of the, out of the brain. So we, um, we use glutathione, but we certainly don't use it for skin lightening. The problem with using it in high doses excessively for skin lightening is that you change, you can change the melanin pigment in the skin. So the brown pigment can change to a red pigment. And some dermatologists are concerned that, that that may increase the risk for skin cancer and other skin conditions. So we don't advocate the use of glutathione for skin lightening at all. Okay. Um, I saw yesterday somebody sent me a photo of a, a skin brightening IV um, that they get uh, somewhere from the UK. Um, just no ingredients that I could see. And it's such a scary thing. Well, we don't endorse that at all. Everyone knows that it's uh, it's just not endorsable. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then dosing. So, in the course, I know we we cover 
dosages and we, we look at some protocols, um, although protocols aren't set. Uh, I mean, that, that would go again against the grain of integrative medicine, which says every patient needs their own recipe. But Well, that said, I mean, there, there are certain protocols that that one must follow to do things safely. For example, and I like to explain to the doctors, it's a nice, nice one to, to take home to remember. For example, vitamin C is one gram a minute. EDTA, sodium EDTA is one gram an hour. Yeah. So depending on what you're doing, there's a different protocol. Yeah. Um, so if you're doing sodium EDTA, 70 milligrams per kilogram or 50 milligrams per kilogram, let's say that's three and a half grams, that trip will take three and a half hours, yes. not, not 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, so there are protocols for the different IV nutrient therapies that you're doing. Yes. But obviously your, your treatment for the patient in general is personalized. Yes, that, that's where I was going towards with, with the protocols. And that's, that's sorry to interrupt again, um, that's another problem with these IV bars. You know, you, the patient goes in and chooses off without doing testing, but there's no safety protocols. It's just not, not best medicine. Yeah. Um, so... I know a lot of doctors are looking at implementing uh, IV nutrient therapy in the, their practices. I endorse that. <laughs> Definitely. Especially because uh, one of the things that we cover also in the course is not just IVs. We take a step back and, and we look at, uh, you call it the, the raw ingredients for a nutritional program. Mm. Um, can you chat about that a bit? Yeah, look, I mean, with the IV nutrients, as I've said, you have different protocols, different ones for glutathione, for metal detox, for mm. chelation, for EDTA, for vitamin C, for phosphatidylcholine, et cetera, et cetera. Salinated ozone, you know, there's, there's specific protocols for, for all of that. Um, and then we have um, a new wave, I guess you can say, in nutritional medicine in that nutritionists are using nutrigenomics and optimization of health using nutrition and supplements. I think this is wonderful. Um, and then we've been asked a lot by the dietitians, nutritionists, homeopaths, naturopaths to give us some guidance in terms of nutrient requirements, assessments and treatments. So um, we've put together a, a talk called Raw Ingredients for Nutritional Program, which covers the different amino acids, there's 20 of them, the different minerals, the different vitamins, um, and now we're going to add some info on uh, herbs and um, nutraceuticals mm. so that um, practitioners in particular are adequately equipped in knowing what lab tests to do. For example, you can do an organic acid test to check on your amino acids. Yeah. Um, you can do mineral analysis on hair, hair tissue mineral analysis. You can do metal analysis on provocation urine testing or hair or blood melaza testing. You can do various tests for um, vitamin deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, etc. So uh, even fatty acid deficiencies, omega-3-6 ratios and such, we can we can check. So I think what we want to include in that course now is the, the lab testing. Yes. And also dosing uh, of the different amino acids, fatty acids, minerals, vitamins, and what we what we lacking in the course that we plan to add now in the next week or two is herbs and nutraceuticals, mm. um, because this will empower naturopaths, homeopaths, dietitians to to really optimize their practice. They don't have to do IV nutrient therapies, but if they can do IV nutrient therapies and raw ingredients um, by mouth, um, 
wonderful. It'll just just make them better practitioners. Yeah, I, I think, and that you, you're touching on a very important point uh, that IV nutrients isn't a standalone, really. I mean, it 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 makes a part of a whole treatment program for patients. Yeah, I mean, I use the mouth, the skin, and the IV to to administer uh, <laughs> our treatments. So hormones, we often use the transdermal route. Um, and then nutraceuticals, we most often use the oral route. Mm. Um, but we even have transdermal glutathione, for example, um, that you can administer transdermally. So, so there's various ways to get nutrients into the body and toxins out of the body. So we use generally the IV route, um, the gut route, or the skin. Mm. And then, of course, the one that I know you, you don't... Uh, 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 use a lot in practice, but then uh, also suppositories. Yeah, there's some risks with, uh, yes. uh, you know, chelation uh, suppositories. Um, but yes, suppositories is another route, uh, you know, that's using the gut. You can use the mouth or the, the rectum for for absorption. Um, eventually, you know, you, it comes down to gut absorption. Yes. But uh, yes, that is another route that I, that I never mentioned. Um suppositories yeah not not many people like to use that route but it is an option yes for for me the 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 benefit of that of course is just that patient can do it at home um and they can um it's the scheduling is a lot different sure okay thank you my coffee is finished um and i think we have had quite a mouthful of information it's i know it's it's something we can chat about uh, a lot, um, especially because it's something that's done in practice every single day. We, we do IVs. Um, I think let's maybe next week look at chelation. Sure. Um, and, and the need for it and different ways of um, doing chelation and also maybe you know, what, what the heavy metals, the, the havoc that they can uh, create in the body. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And we will then be back next week with another episode of Coffee with Dr. Golding, where we are going to explore integrative solutions to chronic challenges. Sure.